Hi, I'm David Dodge. Welcome to Green Energy Futures. Ten years ago, Green Energy Futures traveled to the Bay of Fundy in Nova Scotia to learn about the 50-foot tides and the incredible potential of tidal energy. Now, ten years later, we take you back to find out if Nova Scotia is on the verge of harvesting the dream of tidal energy. I'm Ian Austin. I'm a Canada correspondent for the New York Times based in Ottawa. And recently, I headed out to Nova Scotia to see the latest attempts to harness the tides of the Bay of Fundy as an electrical source. The tides in the Bay of Fundy are almost unimaginable. The Bay of Fundy has, as you know, long tempted people as a source of power. It's one of the largest tides in the world. It's the height of a five-story building at its peak. And the water moves at a ferocious wave-like pace in and out every six hours. So, you know, the potential's there. More than 10 years ago, Nova Scotia built an electrical substation and they ran cables out into the bay, creating five berths for pilot tidal energy projects. But the first one didn't go so well. The company that put this one down, it wasn't really a good understanding of how exactly how forceful this tide was. And basically this device, which was 14 meters high, was shredded by the force of the tide. That was not, you know, not an auspicious start. Jump forward to my trip there. What I went out to see was a platform developed by a company that's based in Scotland, owned by a large German shipbuilder, which is also one of the largest makers of propellers in the world. Instead of dropping turbines onto the hostile seabed, they've built a large catamaran-like platform with propellers on the back. It looks like a kind of white submarine with two big outrigger hulls on either side of it. And then at the back, perhaps the world's most insane outboard motor. It has six turbines that look sort of like wind turbines turned upside down, that kind of blade, each 12 feet in diameter. So the advantage of this system is that they can raise and lower the thing, you know, if there's bad weather, it has to be pulled up for maintenance. It also has an array of sensors and cameras so that if a whale comes nearby, the whole thing comes up out of the water immediately. While Austin was watching, an engineer pulled out a cell phone and pressed a button. The large propellers dropped into the water and started to turn from the force of the tide. And there was a faint hum in the air, and it was putting out about enough electricity for 250 homes. Nova Scotia is facing a big challenge. It still gets half its electricity from coal power. And they've committed to getting off coal power by 2030. But unlike renewable energy, tidal energy could provide baseload power. It does have advantages that other renewable sources don't. As you say, most of all, the predictability of the tide. It goes out every six hours, it comes back every six hours. Nobody involved in this anticipates that Nova Scotia will entirely replace coal with tidal power. They think there's going to be a mix. There'll be more wind farms because it is a very famously windy place. There'll be more solar. Yeah, there'll be a variety of factors. And there is some like conventional hydroelectricity problems too. Thanks to Ian Austin from the New York Times for sharing this update on tidal energy in Nova Scotia. You can see photos of Nova Scotia's latest tidal energy projects in the video version of our CKUA podcast, and we've got a link to Ian's article at greenenergyfutures.ca. For Green Energy Futures, I'm David Dodge. 